In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 218th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Late last night, Falcons head coach Dan Quinn and general manager Thomas Dimitrov were both fired by the team. Now, Rich McKay will be in charge of the interim operations as we move forward. We're going to title this episode, Falcons Have a Chance to Be Trailblazers. Now, we are going to give you the candidates, uh, the minority candidates, the traditional versus non-traditional candidates. Uh, But let's review here. The NFL's hiring record has been abysmal. And that's according to the Fritz Pollard Alliance. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Rooney Rule, Falcons uh, hiring practices in the last four coaching hires. And, uh, you know, you're going to be reading stories about these people here in the coming weeks because we're going to put their names out there as candidates uh, because, you know, they have a chance to be an inclusive and wide-ranging coaching search here and I know that Rich McKay being attorney uh, also would know that know how to do this so you don't just look to the traditional networks Uh, there are some uh, additional networks to look to to make sure you have a wide talented and diverse pool and I got the names for you and all the people we know exactly where they are Um, So the Falcons can get the best possible candidates here uh, to take over the general manager's job and the head coaching job, which I think needs to return to the traditional format where the general manager is in control. The coach reports to the general manager. The general manager selects the best players available, and then the coaches put together the best team that they can. But let's look at the Fritz Pollard Alliance's call for uh, the NFL's abysmal hiring record. This is uh, going back to January. Then we had changes at the owners' meeting, expanding the Rooney Rule, and the Falcons will be picking their new coach and GM in this new uh, atmosphere. So the Fritz Pollard Alliance is calling for NFL National Football League owners and club leaders to develop specific diversity plans to improve diversity in all aspects of management. Our goal is to inspire better results and to work with NFL stakeholders to come up with meaningful solutions. Okay, um, the Washington football team had just hired Ron Rivera. He was the only minority coach candidate hired during the last cycle. No other African, no African American candidates were hired. Four of the 32 NFL teams currently have minority head coaches. Rivera's in Washington, 
Mike Tomlin with Pittsburgh, Anthony Lynn with the Los Angeles Chargers, Brian Flores with the Miami Dolphins. Romeo Cornell is the interim coach in Houston with Bill O'Brien being the first coach uh, terminated this season. Fritz Pollard Alliance goes on to say, we're in a battle for social justice. This is before the protest. This is in January. The current system of hiring and pro promoting talent into the upper levels of the NFL management is a flawed system. We know that. Uh, they know it. We cannot expect fairness in business if business remains status quo. So that's our focus must shift from counting emblematic victories each year to calling for measurable initiatives that support sustainable progress. Okay, that's a call to order a challenge set forth by the Fritz Pollard Alliance. Um, now we uh, fast forward to, to May and we get the expanded Rooney Room. NFL rules require that each team with a head coaching vacancy interview at least one minority candidate. All teams appear to comply with the Rooney rule uh, last time around. Named for Dan Rooney, the late owner of the Steelers, former chairman of the league's workplace diversity committee a long time ago. The Rooney rule was enacted by acclamation of the owners in December of 2002. Under the threat of litigation by attorneys Johnny Cochran and Cyrus Murray, uh, Cyrus Murray they founded the um, Cyrus was uh, Cyrus is still a, a big attorney involved with Fritz Pollard. Uh, we had John Wooten as the executive director. Rod Graves is now the executive director, and uh, Cyrus had a big case against Coke. Had the big discrimination Coke here. Him and uh, Mr. Cochran, and uh, he always. Um, uh, was fond of the AJC business reporter, old Hank Bauer, uh, for being fair in his coverage there. Uh, so, you know, these are people we know that we talk to annually. Uh, unfortunately, we've been covering coaching searches for a long time. And, um, you know, uh, maybe now we'll see some change here. But, yeah, I don't want to get off course because I've got a lot of information to get, get out to you all today. Uh, but the uh, Fritz Potter Alliance... You know, the uh, let me see here. The group's leaders have said over the years that the minority interviewing rule is about attempting to create equal opportunities for minority coaches and is not about dictating to teams which coaches they should hire. All right. Now, the current situation here is um, African American general. There's one current African American general manager, no African American team presidents. Uh, Jason Wright was hired in Washington to be over the business side of the football operations. So the Fritz Pollard Alliance said that the commissioner uh, wants to be on the side of progress, Commissioner Roger Goodell, and that some teams are committed to diversity, but it's also uh, said that it's painfully reminded during the hiring cycle that more must be done. So we're looking for the Falcons to do more. They've complied with the Rooney Rule, and we're going to get with that um, here uh, later on. But um, in addition to the Fritz Pollard Alliance, uh, Mike Loxley, the Maryland coach, created a minority coaches group, and we're familiar with all of the, the Black Coaches Association that uh, John Thompson and uh, Floyd Keith, Rudy Washington, and all them were involved with over the years. But Coach Loxley created another group 
here. It's one of 14 coaches, one of 14 black coaches in the FBS, uh, created the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches with Nick Saban on the board. And uh, they'll have a list of candidates for the Falcons, too. Ozzie Newsom's on the board, Nick Saban, Bill Polian, Mike Tomlin, Doug Williams, uh, for Buddy Poe, South Carolina State Bulldogs coach Willie Jeffries, Hall of Fame, former coach of Wichita State, Howard, South Carolina State, uh, Chris Greer, Miami Dolphins GM, Debbie Yao, former women's basketball coach at uh, uh, Kentucky Oral Roberts, Florida, Rick Smith, former Houston, Texas general manager, uh, and uh, was also with the Denver Broncos, Desiree Reed Francois, the UNLV athletic director. So those are the groups. They're going to have candidates. Uh, some of the new school kids don't like Fritz Pollard, Fritz Pollard Alliance because the coaches have to pay um, a fee to be in the alliance, a membership fee. And so some coaches don't want to pay the 1500 so they're not on that list, but they might be on the Loxley list. So that's, you know, semantics, but, hey, that's out there. It's been out there in the atmosphere for years. Uh, but, yeah, the Falcons have an opportunity to be trailblazers. They have a chance to lead the way to improve the NFL's abysmal hiring record. Uh, it's been a flawed system. We've seen it over the last few years. Uh, that was a good review of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, the Rooney Rule, and the new minority coaches group. Now let's look at, uh, you know, traditional versus non-traditional uh, candidates. And we're going to, uh, you know, the list is going to come out. We're going to call the agents, uh, the guys at Priority, uh, Bob Lamont in Vegas, uh, and get the names of, you know, the up-and-coming guys. And, those, and then uh, we're going to have to cast a wider net to get some of these other candidates into the pool for the head coaching job and the uh, general manager job. You know, last year uh, folks were upset when Mike McCarthy, Matt Rule, Joe Judge, and Kevin Stefanski got hired. Uh, McCarthy's a slow start in Dallas. Matt Rule, fast start in Charlotte. Joe Judge is 0-5, and Kevin Stefanski is 4-1 in Cleveland, so they're off, off to a good start. So, and I got to give credit to my guys, uh, Steve Weiss and Jim Trotter. They came out right away with their Huddle and Flow podcast uh, looking at the minority candidates. And so I got, uh, you know, a lot of their lists and, and uh, you know, some additional lists, additional folks from uh, my contacts to add in there uh, to, to, you know, give them to the Falcons so they make sure they have a wide range in search. I know they don't need to hire a search firm to do this. Uh, we know exactly who the candidates are. Um, we know exactly where they are and, and who uh, would be a good fit here in Atlanta. So he doesn't need to hire a search firm. We got it. We got the list. We got Chris Pollard's list. We got uh, Loxley's list, and we got the bios. Uh, all you need to do is call them, set up the interviews. So when Houston fired Bill O'Brien, the regular names came out. Josh McDaniel, Brian Dabo, Arthur Smith, Greg Roman, and then Eric B. Enemies on that list now. Uh, he got passed over last time around the Kansas City OC. So Josh has been, you know, he had turned down the coach job. 
Daybo's been, uh, you know, OC, long time in the field. Arthur Smith's doing a good job with some power football in Tennessee. And Greg Roman is, of course, running the uh, Kaepernick uh, offense in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Now, some of the minority candidates that um, folks need to know about, Eric Bieniemy, of course, Kansas City. Pep Hamilton, San Diego Chargers uh, coach, quarterbacks coach, doing a great job with Herbert. Um, I mean, his resume is impressive. Michigan, Stanford, the Browns, uh, Andrew Luck. Uh, you know, he's led some of the top quarterbacks in the league. He'd be um, a great candidate. Now, the one I like is intriguing to me, and yeah, it's Tony Elliott, the kid at Clemson, the Clemson play caller. He was the Broyles Award winner in 2017. Uh, as a top assistant coach in college football. He's dialing up the plays for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, connect the dots. You can see where I'm going with that. So um, Tony's one that he, you know, if Cliff Kingsbury can go from being fired on the street to the head coach at Arizona, Certainly, this kid here at Clemson is qualified. They can do their background on him. He was a walk-on, then made a captain, started coaching at South Carolina State, moved around to Furman. Now he's at arguably the top program in the country. <clears throat> Brian Leftrich at Tampa Bay. Robert Sala at uh, San Francisco. Chris Richard. John Embry, he has head coach and college head coaching experience, but Shanahan has credited him with uh, San Francisco's uh, running game. He's the tight ends coach there. Um, some of the old heads that, you know, if you want to, if you go retread old head, uh, Jim Caldwell, Leslie Frazier, who have interviewed with the Falcons before, <clears throat> Marvin Lewis, Herm Edwards, and some other names include David Shaw at Stanford, Michael Loxley at Maryland, offensive uh, guru, you know, under, spent a lot of time with Nick Saban. Uh, James Franklin, I, I, that would be interesting. He's an entertaining guy. Uh, James Franklin, that would be, um, if he can get an interview, that would be a good candidate. Now, so those are the coaches. And, uh Let's just pause here before we go into the GMs to look at, you know, the Falcons complied with the Rooney rule when they hired Jim Mora, didn't hire Lovey Smith. He didn't have the magic notebooks. Nick Saban was in play, and if they could have waited a little bit, he might have been the candidate. But, you know, his pro... Pro deal in Miami didn't go over that great. So, but he was in play. Lovey Smith, they went Jim Moore. So Jim Moore makes it to 07, and then Petrino gets hired. And uh, Jim Caldwell is interviewed on that cycle. But Petrino made sense because uh, the offense that he ran was a perfect fit for Vic, but, you know, that went sideways. So Mike Smith gets in. Uh, uh, Leslie Frazier is interviewed during that one. And uh, then Dan Quinn, when he was hired, Todd Bowles, and I think Keith Armstrong got an interview. Uh, I don't know if that was, you know, Keith Armstrong got an interview. We're not going to um, question the integrity of the interviews here. But so the Falcons have complied with the old Rooney rule, but every time uh, faced with picking a minority candidate, they went the other way. 
Uh, Todd Bowles, I know, thought he had a job, but then when he saw he didn't, he went on and took the Jets' job. That was a hot mess up there. That didn't go so well. He's down in Tampa now. Probably can go get him now if you want to. But I'm thinking the uh, this hire's got to be an offensive uh, person that's going to be around for a while because they're going to have to go through some salary cap hell here. Um, and, and you're going to have to transition to a new quarterback in a – a couple years so um it's going to be an interesting group of candidates this time around last time it was the prime job on the market because you had an established quarterback and uh you know a team that you know was uh you know uh, thought to be you know very close to the playoffs and uh, you had a julio you had matt ryan they got rid of the de- they got rid of the defense, but uh, the defensive coach didn't uh, ultimately succeed in building a defense here. He was given too much power and to be in charge of the roster and um, his, uh, too much input on the draft because they kept picking the wrong people. Got to pick the best players available. They didn't do that. So let's keep going here. But yeah, let's just talk about my boys here again, Steve Weish and. Jim Trotter, you know, we're all connected um, through college. We are uh, right in succession. <laughs> I'm the old head. Me and Sean Powell were the Hilltop Riders. We were followed by Trotter and Stan Verrett. Y'all see him on SportsCenter all the time. And then Steve is after the uh, uh, Trotter and Verrett, I believe. I got this right. Then you got Gus Johnson, who's on, you know, big-time announcer. Out of the same program. And then uh, one of our young guys, Therese Paler. He's out in Kansas City with Yahoo Sports covered the Chiefs. He's a, uh, all three of us are on the Hall of Fame committee. Uh, Weish is there covering it for NFL Network. So that's always a good Super Bowl picture, good optics for the program. So, um, but they, they did some work. And we all been at the quarterback summits. Didn't go this year. Um, uh, but did do an interview with uh, Raheem Morris, who, you know, a lot of people were hoping could get uh, revive his head coaching uh, possibilities by leading his defense back to respectability and, you know, the Falcons returning respect- respectability. Uh, I don't expect him to be named the uh, interim. You know, my first – I got to check on it, but I'm hearing it's going to be dirt cutter, but we'll see here in a couple hours. Folks are just getting up around the city. Um, so that's who um, I'm, I'm looking for. A couple other – let's look at – okay, I got one text last night. Um, I bet – yeah, okay, Lewis Reddick, Eric's a good – uh, Highsmith, Alonzo, he, um, uh, Highsmith would be a good pairing with Eric, Eric and Lionel, Lionel Vitale, formerly of the Falcons, that'd be a good pairing, and, uh, Eric and Terry in Kansas City, that's, uh, Terry Pools, or, yeah, I'm not sure, Terry and assistant GM in Kansas City, okay, those are some of the pairings that I'm starting to get, um, Let's look at the GM list because, uh, you know, that's new. They don't have to – They before now, they didn't have to do a minority hiring in the uh, upper management positions, but they do this time. So let's make sure the Falcons have this list. You don't have to – I'm doing this as a public service. 
We don't have to hire the search firm. We got it right here. Lewis Reddick, Reggie McKenzie, down in Miami. Marvin Allen, down in Miami with Chris Greer. Now, this is the guy I really like. I saw him at the summit. I was like, I was like, you got two Super Bowl rings, right? He flipped them. He's like, I was like, oh, okay. Jerry Reese, the Giants would love to have him right now. He's got two Super Bowl rings, former GM, not in the NFL. Got to interview him. Got to interview him. Martin Mayhew's John Lynch's right-hand man in San Francisco. Martin, I love Martin, and he knows that he was in Green Bay with me. Uh, but when he played in Washington, we were in school at the same time. Uh, but he was going, he was playing for the Redskins and going to law school at Georgetown at night. So, I mean, he's really sharp guy. Be an outstanding candidate. Uh, Champ Kelly in Chicago. Garrick McGee down at Florida. He was Lamar Jackson's uh, OC at Louisville. So he's on the coaching list. Put him on the coaching list, not on the GM list. Let's keep going. I got the whole list. So, hey, there's no reason for we. Some of these people should be getting interviews with the Falcons. Will McClay in Dallas. Malik Boyd, Buffalo Director of Pro Scouting. JoJo Wooden, L.A. Chargers Director of Pro Personnel. Brandon Hunt, Pro Personnel at the Steelers. I definitely would get him. They definitely have been doing something right. They always have football players. Uh, Terry Fontenot with the Saints. Definitely. Scott, uh, Sean Payton uh, put him right on, on – uh, on par with the promotion there. So he's one of the um, top minorities uh, candidates for GM jobs in the league. I'm not done. We got some more. Morocco Brown, the coach director of college scouting. Ryan Poles, Kansas City's assistant director of player personnel. So when they say, you know, we knew it was, you know, I've been covering these things since uh, 1995. Um, Chan Gailey got the job over Sherman Lewis. In Dallas, uh, I was in Green Bay, and I had that was my I was assigned to cover Sherman. Um, he never got his head coaching opportunity, and I know a whole bunch of coaches from uh, being being in the league since '87. Uh, but I ain't been, you know, I was helping with the Bengals in '87, '89. I wasn't the main guy. Uh, do college basketball for a while. Do some pro. Uh, NBA, then I go, uh, then I'm covering the Packers from 92 to 2000 with Bob McGinn. So, you know, Ray Rhodes, I mean, John Gruden was there, Steve Mariucci, uh, he was a quarterback coach, Andy Reid, uh, then Mike McCarthy come in. So I know all these coaches, and then I know all the black coaches that didn't get jobs. You know, Alvin Reynolds here, I don't think he got a job after he left. Um, Charlie Baggett, he was a superstar in the Big Ten in the 70s. Uh, he was a wide receivers coach. Um, coach George Stewart's out in San Diego now. He never got a shot. I remember in 1978 was when Chuck Noe said Tony Dungy was going to be the first black coach in the NFL. That was 78. He was just getting done playing. Um, of course, he doesn't become the first black coach. Then he, he doesn't get a job to 92. So the system has been flawed, and, and they know it's been flawed. Now uh, we're trying to help them fix it by identifying some of the minority candidates that they said, hey, they're not out there. We don't know where they are. We know where they are. We got their list. Do your background. Uh, get your search firms together. Uh, vet them. Make sure, you know, there's a fit, chemistry, and all that good stuff we like to talk about. But you got a chance to change 
the um, whole way this hiring situation is done uh, with this hire. By clearing the deck, you're going to be rebuilding in a couple years. Uh, Dimitrov and Quinn sold you a bag of goods on some people that uh, uh, thought this was a Super Bowl contending team, but it's apparently flawed. Now you're going to have to tear it down. You don't have a salary cap space. You're going to have to build smart and draft smart. And, um, you know, the quarterback's 35, the top receiver's 31, two, three years max. So the new coach is going to want a six-year contract, too. The new GM's going to want one of those uh, John Lynch Shanahan deals, you know. If you can come with a plan like that, uh, that would be totally awesome. I really want to know more about Tony Elliott. I don't know who his GM person would be. I know Dabo would be an advocate. Uh, then, you know, the way things are going, you're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence Derby. Makes sense to me. But, hey, I'm not telling them who to hire, but I'm giving them some candidates. So, went a little long this morning, but I expected that. Uh, all the interviews and stuff for last night are on AJC.com. Last words from Coach Dan Quinn. I reached out to him and Dimitrov said, hey, if you want to talk for a story, feel free to call. Um, you know, had pretty good relationships with them over time. Uh, Thomas was a little bit more sensitive than, um, the GMs I work with in the past. Uh, Ron Wolf, you know, understood the media. He talked to us every day. Uh, but you better have your questions ready. I call him at four o'clock, um, to ask about, you know, football beat writing personnel issues and he can get right back to you. He's answers phone. Um, you know, these new age GMs, um, and the teams, uh, the way it's set up now doesn't work like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wish them two the best of luck. They did a, um, they did a great, they did a pretty, they did a great job. Uh, Thomas, uh, is the winner in this era in Falcons history. So he don't, he don't have to hang his head, uh, for that. Coach Dan took the Falcons to the Super Bowl. Now, uh, only only one other person to do that was Dan Reeves. So, I mean, you know, there's, yeah, some things didn't work out for him, but those two guys will be all right, especially uh, in the NFL where they kind of take care of each other. So, uh, I didn't look up the money and the buyouts and all that stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, wish those two gentlemen uh, good luck on the rest of their football journey. Hey, with that, we're going to get out of here of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Hey, you can find us on Twitter at DeorlandoAJC. Please uh, subscribe and feel like um, if you feel like giving us a nice review on the, uh, the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. With that, take care and have a great rest of the week. We'll be here Wednesday previewing the Minnesota Vikings game. Music by DJ Magic. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. 
and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.